All right, live at the show, baby. Give it two seconds here so we can get a couple retweets going, get the word out. Great day for a great day. Tech issues, no more. Who needs headphones, right? Amen. A freaking men. All right, where's this tweet at? Usually I have you whispering sweet nothings in my ear. Right now, I'm just it's just blasting at me. I love it. A freaking man. I might never go back. <laughs> more of me right in your face. All right. We are live at the show. Three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? Jeff Sheesby here alongside my main man, Ant Latino. And you might know me as the old man who bets. You might know him as the odds fellow. You might not know who we are at all. We are two dudes that love sports and love data and love talking about them to hopefully churn out profits. Ant, talk to the good people. How are we doing? December 15th, somehow 2021 has passed us by in a blink. But uh, I'm going to enjoy these last, you know these last days because we still have football and that's what matters. We still have sport. Uh, all the sports are kind of heating up. You know, you got college basketball now almost in full swing. You guys are, are starting full to pivot swing. to that a little bit. You got the, the Toronto Blue Jays hat on. I mean, it's going to be pitchers and catchers before we know it, right? I know, man. And you said it right. 2021 gone with a blink of an eye as was 2020. I'm still living in 2019, right? The mundanity of the work from home culture. You blink twice and the year is gone. But we've blinked so many times that we now have NFL on Saturdays, which I'm super, super excited about. You said it, college football in full swing. I'm not a Blue Jays fan, but this is a sick hat. Shout out to Todd Snyder for the New Era collab. That is a nice denim for those of you watching at home, paired with the Todd Snyder bomber here. Feeling really good about my fit today, and not going to lie. I hope that translates well to picks because you didn't have the hat on last week, and we didn't need it because we went 4-0. and back, Yeah, baby. Back you know, business, look good. Back to where we belong. Yeah. For sure. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. That puts us at 25-9-1 on the podcast picks this year. That is correct. Still still profitable. Mm. Still checks out. Yeah, very much profitable. Turn in, burn in, and learn in every week. We've got a really good show for you guys today. We're doing a quick you know, strength of schedule, continuous analysis. And then we've got, I believe, three plays for you overall. Uh, but this is going to be a weird weekend. I think a good place to start. Uh, COVID-19, ever heard of it? Starting to rear its ugly head again in the league. We've got a lot of injuries and a lot of funky lines because of it. How are you going to be navigating that? Yeah, I mean, the sad thing is I don't think it's going away. It's not the only sport. Basketball had the Pistons-Bulls, a couple Bulls series games uh, postponed. The Nets had a bunch of COVID positive or close contact cases. So, again, I think you're going to start seeing it pop up in every sport, unfortunately. Um, I think it's just stuff to look closely. I think what you're going to get out of it is some, you know, probably good spots and maybe some overreactions. You know, one that's on here that we want to touch on uh, seems like two most affected so far. One of those two is the Rams versus the Seahawks. Initially, mm -hmm. I, you know, kind of came in in my head wanting to target the Rams and continuing to fade Seattle. Uh, that line's already moved from minus seven to minus four and a half because you got o uh, Odell Beckham Jr. who's tested positive. They already had some guys that were out uh, and missed that victory against the Cardinals. Uh, you now have defensive backs, Tyrell Burgess, Jordan Fuller, Tyler Hall, Juju Hughes. You can see it. What's really affecting it, right? These position groups is once one of these guys gets it or is in close contact, then the position group kind of explodes, and mm -hmm. that's yeah, probably three offensive linemen too, rosters. right? Yeah. Yeah, big concern. You said it right. Minus seven to minus four and a half. There, we look at the Browns as well. That went what six and a half to three and a half. Now plus one on the other side. We got Baker on the COVID list. Jarvis, Austin Hooper, uh, three linemen, uh, and a bunch of defenders. So. 
Uh, I'm going to stay away, I think. I don't know. I guess all these guys are ruled out. Maybe you play the other side, but, you know, looking right. at... I'm going to stay away from now. I think that, that, that Browns movement is even bigger, right, obviously, than the Rams one. I think the Rams one is a little bit telling. I think, to me, minus four and a half almost jumps out as a bargain. It, it might be a mm-hmm. little bit too good, too true. That line quickly goes from showing Rams strength to, oh, okay, maybe this has some strength for Seattle when you look at some of the other rankings and the things we like to do. Um, at the end of the day, I probably still want to fade Russell Wilson and, and the Seattle Seahawks. And I think the Rams are on the come up, but I think yeah. more situations to monitor versus let me grab the best line I can get on a Wednesday or Thursday might not be your, in your best interest. So I would advise to, to kind of hold, hold the line. Yep. It, I, I agree with that, man. And I think one, one good piece of news for the Rams is that Tyler Higby will be back. He had a false positive. So he actually shouldn't have been out last week. Interestingly enough, the circus of COVID continues other injuries worth noting. I think look at the Cardinals, right? We've got uh, both James Conner and Deandre Hopkins went to get uh, MRIs after getting banged up towards the end of last week. Cliff Kingsbury said probably nothing, but MRI is always a concern. Something to watch there. They are playing the lions this week. So if there was ever a time to give some guys, it's a little more extra time to rest up. Probably now. That's a big line. That's something to monitor. Uh, I think Edmonds might be back, and who knows. But then we also have Lamar Jackson, right? Day to day, Harbaugh has said he's probably going to play. That line's sitting at minus five. Uh, so juicy home dog for the Ravens. But without Lamar, I've got a hard time back in that squad. What do we think about? Yeah, that thing really, you know. Hun- um, although was it Huntley? 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 Mm-hmm. Huntley? Huntley? I'm missing yeah. the. Uh... There was a backup quarterback. His last name started with an H, and he actually came in and looked pretty good in that rally for the Ravens. Yeah, but, uh, and he had his first yeah. first career win as a starter, I believe, two or yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah. I believe uh, Utah, right? College, I think. Sounds about right. Back a few years, but uh, I tough to back them right without that full blown rushing attack led by Lamar. Um, so I, I agree with you. A lot of a lot of things to watch and monitor on the lines this week. I think. Yep, big time, man. All right, and that's cool. That's injuries. Just, you know, stay toast on that. We obviously don't want anybody uh, getting terrible lines, uh, but we have no plays on any of those COVID-infected games or true injury-impacted uh, games uh, at this time. Again, tune into Twitter because maybe we'll have some uh, quick little strength of schedule updates as we, we rehashed last week. We found that the ones that we had identified were overrated, decided to go, what, 12 and 17, I believe it was, over the last four weeks. The teams that we thought were underrated went 18 and 10, I think it was. So we were on to something there. So quick rehash looking at strength of schedule, past versus future, where teams should come up or perhaps not. Uh, teams to target based off of a strong strength of schedule so far. Week moving forward would be the Chargers, Titans, Texans, Chiefs, Packers, and Bucks. Uh, One of those teams I will be on this week. And teams to potentially fade based off of strength of schedule. Very easy now going very hard to close out the season. You've got the Panthers. They had the 31st easiest. Now they have the hardest moving forward. The Rams, 23-2. The Raiders, 13-3. The Bengals, 32-4. Steelers, 18-6. Ravens, 25-7. Broncos, 30-9. Jets, 21-10. Dolphins, 26-15. And the Colts, 28-13. I think the Colts one, Ant, is something that's really, really interesting to me. Uh, They hadn't played really anybody according to you know again football outsider strength of schedule ratings but then they go and they play the bucks very very tight right lose by seven then we look at them this week they're going against afc leading new york patriots and are two and a half point favorites according to dvoa to spread analysis that's one of the strongest lines on the board this week where they are actually a full 10 percentage points worse on paper than the patriots yet favorites what do you make of that 
I think it's really Jonathan Taylor and that Colts-led offense. They are a team, unlike the Bills, who we saw what Belichick did to them, obviously. A mm-hmm. little bit of a weird weather spot, right? But this team can control the clock. Don't let them get a lead, um, right? Mm-hmm. Because then they're going to play from behind. And if you have a conservative offense, like Belichick has had to run in some of these games, whether he's protecting Mac or that's just kind of the nature of the beast and the, the, the stud's young career, um, it's probably a, a telling line here for what that team can do and, and how this kind of matchup uh, is going to end up unfolding. So I think you're going to see, you know, probably a lot of smash mouth football, probably a lot of ground and pound. And ultimately, if, you know, either team gets a lead, it just might be a matter of protecting that lead, which will be really interesting and different than what we're used to in a lot of these NFL matchups. Yep, for sure. And the Colts are welcoming back. I quote a key member of their offensive line, according to NFL.com. Ryan Kelly has been activated off of the uh, COVID list. Uh, he was on that list on December 4th. He said he's feeling good, uh, and he has started, I think, 12 Yeah, and that's already games. a strong offensive line. You look at the last few seasons, two or three, they're always mm-hmm. at the top of the list, either in the projections or the final results for pro football focuses, offensive line rankings. Yeah, big time. Um, and do you think maybe this Patriots team, after a kind of a lackluster win-induced uh, effort last week, is is being underrated here? Definitely could be the fact. I mean, Belichick's got them on the upswing. You have a couple teams here. We're going to touch on a, a one in the Miami Dolphins a little bit later that these teams are taking advantage of what's in front of them. They're taking advantage of the scheduling coming together. Uh, in the case of the Patriots, I, I think a couple of the hiccups, right? You do have the wind piece um, yeah. in the game against Buffalo. They kind of caught a Tennessee Titans team at the perfect time, right? I mean, it was like a who's who of wasn't playing in that Titans matchup. And uh, yep, for sure. Know, Belichick got the win against his boy Vrabel. Um, so underrated, no, I think it's just, these are two playoff caliber teams going against each other. Um, probably properly rated in my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you play it at a pick them and, you know, home field advantage gives them the two and a half, three right there that maybe you ship it. You look at like common opponents, right? You know, the Colts beat the bills 41 to 15, the Patriots beat the bills. What was it? 14 to 10, whatever it was. So I don't know. I imagine the public. I haven't seen the public splits on that, but that could be something that people are are, are pretty into. But yeah. anyway, anything else you want to touch upon, Ant, before we dive into some best bets for the week? I think that's what the people are watching for anyway. Oh, baby. Yeah, I think just one thing you mentioned and, and just keeping on that Titans theme, one of the teams to target, I would be careful and watch them, although the strength of schedule for the Titans does go from third to 29th, so they should get some easier and better matchups. Uh, from an ATS standpoint, you know, that's a whole nother layer to this thing. Um, but obviously watch the injuries. I think that team secondary has been decimated. They rank uh, a lower in a lot of categories compared to what you would think for where they were trending earlier in the year. And just without Derrick Henry, they are a different team. So again, with all these, you know, these are good data points, good things to consider all sure. in, but don't just see third to 29th and be like, bye, bye, bye. Cause it might not yeah. always add up. Yep. 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 You're absolutely right. Ant. all right. So we've got a couple picks for you guys this week. And where do we want to start? Let's go to the game where we got two picks, a little two for one in one game. And I think it's because we both want to grab and fade the New York football Jets. I did it last week. I took the Saints minus five. It was close, maybe for a little while, but then it really wasn't. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think this week you are targeting the Dolphins as well. Right, mister? Yeah, I'm loving the Dolphins, man, at, at minus nine and a half. Before we dive right into that, 
you know, started using kind of a DVOA versus spread analysis about a month ago. Uh, and we're on a 16 to 8 run over the course of that, of course. Podcast picks even better, but uh, I do throw more picks out there. And just a reminder of what we're doing there. Uh, DVOA, DVOA, excuse me, stands for Defense uh, Adjusted Value Over Average. Uh, it's breaking down every single NFL play uh, and comparing that team performance to a league baseline based on the situation. So essentially, it's how many percentage points better you are than league average in every play. Third and four is not ranked the same as third and 12 in those four yards that are that are given. So just a, a good kind of, I don't know, level setting of, of, of statistics, similar to looking at expected ERA and expected FIP in baseball rather than just ERA. So what we've been doing there is we've been looking at every team's uh, difference between how, uh, DVOA, uh, which is a percentage, percentage of how much better or worse you are than league average, and then comparing that with uh, the line and the line strength compared to every other game. So an example of that here, we're looking at the Dolphins at minus 9.5. The Dolphins and the Jets have a DVOA percentage difference of 9.1%, and the spread is minus 10. And that is something that I am considering, sorry, 9.5, something I am considering very, very strong. And, And how are we determining that strength? We're looking at teams with both a similar DVOA difference in a matchup as well as teams with a similar spread to figure what that looks like. So games with a a similar DVOA difference, the closest one this week for the Dolphins is the Eagles uh, at 11.9% difference, uh, and that spread is only six. So for the DVOA difference for this Dolphins game to be lower than that but the spread be three, three points higher, that is something that I would consider very, very strong. And we look at some picks here, Ant, with uh, games with a similar spread this week. We've got the Dolphins at minus 9.5, minus 10, depending on where you're looking. The cards are 13.5, and, and that's with a 51% difference. The Dallas Cowboys are minus 10.5, that's with a 41% difference. And the Buffalo Bills are minus 11, with a 43% difference. So for the Dolphins to be playing at the same spread with a DVO difference that is 30% less to me, is uh, this is strong like ox for 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 this Dolphins line, and I, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, and look what this team's doing. I mean, we mentioned it before with just teams taking advantage of the schedule. I mean, a lot of people had this team dead to rights. So I'm still clinging mm-hmm. to an over season total ticket that that you know looks a little bleak, but uh, but hey, they're you know five and zero oh in their last five, and they're taking advantage of things in front of them, right? You know, this did start with um, a win against the lowly Texans, then they go to you know, stay at home. They beat Baltimore 22 to 10 at the Jets. Yep. They get the win in the division 24, 17, the Panthers 33, 10 giants 20 to nine. And now the Jets in front of them. So again, they're, you know, are they playing the best squads? No, but um, I think they're getting healthy and they're getting right at the right time. So you've seen that over this five game stretch. Yeah. And what's, I think even more amazing just to toot our own horn once more week 10, we identify the dolphins as one of the best buys based on strength of schedule. They had the 10th ranked strength of schedule coming into week 10. Um, and with a 29th moving forward, as Ant said, they're five and zero in that time four and zero specifically looking at week 10 and beyond. Um, so, which is pretty awesome. So, you know, I think there's kind of a contrarian, you know, view here. If you look at the head to head matchup between the dolphins, and the jets, the jets uh, lose to the dolphins by seven at home. Uh, assume a three-point advantage uh, for now being at home. Now you hit your 10-point line. But nonetheless, I think that DVO spread uh, analysis showcases that it's a strong line regardless. And, you know, if you look at kind of the common opponents uh, comparison here too, obviously any given Sunday anything can happen. But this strongly leans towards the Dolphins as well. 
there's two washes, and they've got six, uh, what, six? Yeah, six common opponents here. Right. Buffalo and Houston are the two that are a bit of a wash. Jets beat them by seven. Dolphins beat them by eight. Buffalo, they both got blown out. But these other teams that they matched up against leans heavily towards the Dolphins. Carolina, the Jets lose by five. The Dolphins win by 23. The Patriots, uh, the Jets lose by 41 and 19. The Dolphins beat them by one. Atlanta, a little bit of a wash here, but the Jets lose by seven. The Finns only lose by two, so still a lean towards the Finns. And Indianapolis, still a bit of a, a, a wash as well, but the Jets lose by 15. The Finns lose by 10. So uh, the common opponents leans heavily towards the Dolphins. Uh, their recent performance uh, is very much towards uh, the Dolphins, and the Dolphins have been way better at home as well. If we look at the team rankings.com's rankings, uh, the Dolphins are ranked 25th away, but 19th at home. We like that. The last five games, they've had a power ranking of number two. 10 to Ant's point about how hot they've been. The Jets, uh, on the other hand, they're number 32 in the league on the road versus 29 at home. So they are worst on the road in the last five games. They've been power ranked at number 31. So something we love there, I think, kind of across the board. I'm going to be playing already locked in at nine and a half, minus nine and a half for the Dolphins. Uh, and Ant, what are you looking to play? I am targeting the first half and just one thing on the on the teams in general, which I think support the full game and, and the first half here is the point differential from a home and away standpoint too. So mm-hmm. the Dolphins come in at minus 2.6 on the season so far in net point differential. Um, but that number is plus one at home, minus 6.8 on the road. The Jets are all the way down in 31st out of 32 in the league, uh, trailing the Houston Texans by only six tenths of a point here. So they're negative thir- 13.2. That number is minus 12 at home, mm-hmm. minus 14 and a half on the road. So not much better. Um, there. So I am targeting the first half and another little trend that I've liked to see just looking at how this team's performed over this run um, is how they've done in the first half. Now, Jeff mentioned the home and away splits here. Uh, they're 5-0 and in their last five, uh, 4-1 and one at home. The only game they played away was the game that was close against the Jets in the first half. The game was 7-7. The four home games against better opponents than the Jets, 10-3 uh, first half against the Giants, um, 21-10, first half against the Panthers. 6-3, first half versus the Ravens. Obviously the best team probably on this list that I've rattled off so far. And then 17-6, first half versus the Texans. So they're scoring, they're getting stops, um, and I think you're going to see another you know standout performance as Tua and this offense and this defense you know builds their confidence. Um, that line right now, I've seen it out there around 6. So we're going to go grab the 6 on DraftKings for the first half. I'd play it anything up to about seven shows a little bit of line strength to the total line. Um, and and I think you're going to get the Dolphins coming out um, swinging. They want to keep the momentum going. Yeah, I like that line split for sure. That's 63% of the total line in the first half. Usually it's closer to 55%. So uh, I think Vegas is showcasing that this should be a pretty solid effort out of the gate as well. All right, let's go Finns, baby. South Beach, bring the heat. Shout out to my main man, Will Smith, one time. Miami, uh, yeah, welcome to Miami. Well, Hard I believe we're staying be going in, the, in. Are we staying in the great state of Florida? We are. We're only betting on game? teams in Florida. You no know, hopefully game? they'll go better than my uh, college basketball the other night, where I'm only betting on teams who had uh, admission of requirement of 100 of, of above 660 on their SATs. Uh, but sweet, sweet Florida, baby, we're we're craving that Florida sun. We're taking our talents across the state. To the West Coast, uh, a beautiful, beautiful city known as Tampa Bay. And this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus Papa. 10 and a half. And, you know, pretty similar analysis here, right? Again, we're looking at DVOA versus spread. DVOA, defensive adjusted value over average. 
Uh, right now, we're looking at this Bucks game, minus 10.5. The DVOA difference is 23.9% uh, between these two teams, and the spread is 10.5. So, again, looking at similar lines here, we see the Cards at 13.5 with a 51% difference, the Cowboys at 10.5 with a 41% difference, and Buffalo at 11 with a 43% difference. So, you see what I mean there, Ant? It's a line that is that big with a 20% difference versus the same line with a 40 and 50% difference. That, to me, shows that the Bucks are going to come out uh, and Vegas is once again showing us the light, kind of like in A Beautiful Mind with Tom Hanks and the numbers start coming out and him. He's just trying to crack the code, right? World War II, Moore's code, trying to stop the Nazis, similar to this. Uh, we're just looking for the numbers. We're letting Vegas tell the story for us. Um, and, you know, conversely, I think something interesting as well, right? We've got the DVOA difference here for the Bucks at 23.9. Minnesota's DVOA difference versus the Bears this week is 23.7. That's a difference of 0.2. That line is only 3.5. The Rams here with a 20.5% difference, that line was minus 7. Now minus 4.5 with the COVID news. But nonetheless, not where that's 3 points less and 7 points less were, uh, than, than this Bucks line. I think that's pretty telling. And, you know, I think that there's also a pretty interesting storyline here, right? Early season, the Saints beat the Bucks 36 to 27. Last year, early season, the Saints beats the Bucks 34-23 and then 38 to 3 the second time, but then they did come back in the playoffs. The Bucks redeemed themselves win 30 to 20. So I'm kind of looking for that that kind of bounce back just a game earlier this season. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask you course, how, if you if you were worried about the regular season, you know, Brady Tampa uh matchup success, but obviously they did right the ship where when it mattered in the playoffs and Mm-hmm. I think you're also getting a very different New Orleans team than you did the, the two games last year and even the first game this year. Yeah, big time. And, you know, even matchup-wise, obviously Kamara's back. That's going to be big. But this Tampa Bay run defense is very, very good. They're third in terms of uh, yards allowed per game. Um Naturally, the Saints' run defense is great as well, but if there's one weakness on the Saints' offense, it's their 11th-ranked, according to DVOA, secondary against the pass, uh, where it's number one against the run. So hopefully they can establish the play action and get these receivers going, but if it's going to be an aerial attack versus a potential aerial attack, I'm going Tom Brady all day here. Um, you know, I think the, the, the linebackers specifically on the, on the Bucks are, are, are rather athletic as well, so Kamara through the air I think is going to be probably their biggest weapon stop him. I think we win this game easily. So I'm looking at the strength of DVOA to spread line big time. Uh, and I'll be playing the bucks 10 and a half, uh, minus one ten. If that comes under 10, then that would just be an absolute treat. Uh, haven't seen the public public uh, splits yet, but, uh, at 10 and a half, I still feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think I'm pulling it up as we speak. That's why I'm being a little, uh, a little quiet, a little coy over here. I'm trying to find the Tom Brady MVP odds. Cause I think if he has another good game here, and bounces back um, in the division, picks up another W. I think that could maybe cement and do it all. A lot of people out there talking about Rodgers. I don't know if the media will vote for Rodgers. Um, right. But I do believe Brady most recently flipped to the uh, to the favorite. Yeah, it makes sense. And if you're looking at uh, you know Brady's stats versus the Saints the first time, 375, four TDs, two picks. One of those was a pick six. So that even inflates that line a little bit. Uh, in the first time, or at least the outcome. Brady doesn't throw too yeah. many pick sixes. Will history repeat itself? Yeah, we'll right. see, I suppose. So Brady but. sitting at minus 175 might be the best price you're going to get the rest of the year because uh, Aaron Rodgers in second there sitting at plus 200. Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen all round out up to plus 2,000. I think all those guys have shot themselves in the foot over the last few weeks. So minus yeah. 175 might be your best bet because if, uh, if, if, 
Tom Brady covers this spread and does it in a big way. I think you're going to keep seeing that gap close. Yep, for sure. All right, so go Bucks, go Dolphins. Um, let's see what else we got. I think that's it for us. That's three picks for us. Dolphins first half for Ant. I'm on the full game at nine and a half. Hopefully Zach Wilson continues to not have any accuracy. Um, if he does, then maybe we're in trouble. But that's okay. And we're looking at the Tom Brady, the goat, fifty-eight point three career cover rate. Hopefully, going to increase that today or like what's that? Is that Sunday? Both Sunday games. I'm sure we'll have some action Saturday. Yeah, we're I'm sure the we'll Saturday have some action games. Thursday. Thursday. There's Saturday. It's it's a whole new NFL season opening up. Yeah, great week for a great week. It sounds like we got football literally every day. It doesn't get much better than that. Christmas comes early. Uh, but I think that's it. That's a wrap. That's three plays. That's 30 minutes of analysis or less, actually, just over one episode of The Office. And we thank you guys always for listening uh, on, on new listeners and old. You know, this is, this was, this always will be short-term high volatility investments.